You're listening to WBEZ. It's been nearly a year since Republican governors started busing migrants to Chicago. More than 11,000 have arrived, and the city is struggling to find places for them to stay and to keep them safe. Dozens of nonprofits and hundreds of volunteers have been filing and filling the gaps. And to get an idea of this ecosystem of support, WBEZ reporters spent the day in and around one of the most bustling police stations housing migrants. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel takes us to the 12th Police District on Chicago's near west side. On a recent sunny 80-degree morning, a volunteer named Lupe Puga is passing out breakfast. We did get some fiber one bars, we got some Pop-Tart bites, we got some fruit cups. The crowd is a mix of people staying in the police station and others who prefer to stay in tents nearby instead because it allows for more freedom and privacy. Children pass their time playing with toy cars. A migrant named Alex Rossi sweeps the entryway to the red camping tent that holds his life's belongings. A rug laid out on the grass at a tent's entrance marks an informal gathering space where people sit and talk. A teenager plays music from his phone. <laughs> They're joking that he's like, he goes viral in Venezuela. Like he's like a known, like, internet commodity. All in all, looking out onto the tent community and the shelter inside the police station, you'll find a steady flow of helpers and migrants working together to make the best of a difficult time. Still, organizer Veronica Saldana scans the scene she visits every day and is overcome with grief. So seeing all the families here with small children, two of the women that were here last week had miscarriages and I mean, they're sleeping on the floor. It's just hard. We have a newborn. We have uh, uh, several people. We have medical needs. Inside the station, Alderman Byron Sigcho Lopez points to a lack of showers and privacy as stacks of blankets and bags of belongings line the walls. This is not the time to play with people's lives and play politics with this. This is a time to understand, assess the situation and provide humanitarian help for those in need. He says the federal government has failed to act and complains of a lack of coordination between the state and the city under the previous mayor. Parents complain that some people stumble into the station at all hours, sometimes drunk, and they worry about the effect on their kids. And the alderman says recent allegations of police sexual misconduct against someone the mayor's office says is a migrant minor underscore that police stations and tents are not fit for families. The conditions that we continue to see in police districts are inhumane. And this is unfortunately the consequences of not having a plan. And again, I, I, this would not be possible without the volunteers. You know, fortunately, we have, you know, great leaders, compassionate leaders in our community. Those leaders are camped right outside, passing out sandwiches for lunch now or trying to sign people up for benefits like medical care. And they're fanned out across the city as well. Just west of the 12th district, Janet Sandoval is picking people up from police stations to take showers near the nonprofit New Life Centers in Little Village. Driving a 13-seat van, Sandoval says she's driven by her faith, so much so that she quit her job at a UPS warehouse to take what was supposed to be a two-month gig at New Life. I was praying for a, a job like this to help others, like uh, to help the migrants. To I want people to see God in my face, you know, that I can reflect his love for them. She puts on a face mask and hops out of the van. More than a dozen migrants are across the street, sitting on the curb shaded by trees as she calls out to them. Bañar, 
No te vayas a pasar, papá. Hazte para acá. She's offering a shower. Just a few people come along. The cast of characters piecing together meals, showers, and clothes for migrants temporarily sheltered at police stations, field houses, or tents, they know these are just short-term efforts to help people on a much longer journey to be able to stay in this country. In the Citizenship Department at the nonprofit Instituto del Progreso, attorney Alexis Aranda Zelasco is helping a migrant named Joanna in her effort to apply for asylum. Aranda Zelasco left a full-time job with the attorney general's office and now works part-time as an immigration lawyer helping new arrivals. She and Joanna could meet half a dozen times to work on an application that will eventually include every single detail of Joanna's life. Drawing out those details can be a difficult task for someone who's experienced trauma, but an incomplete or watered-down story could be detrimental to an application for asylum. These forms ask you to be a narrator and like an award-winning narrator of your story because this is your one shot. Joanna, who says she was abused as a child and started working at nine years old, struggles to share these details with her attorney and earlier her caseworker. So many things have happened to me in my life. How do I explain, she says. Joanna's asylum process, if viable, can take five years or more, the attorney says. But unlike thousands of people staying in shelters still, she has some stability to fall back on in the meantime. Since arriving in Chicago on a bus from Texas in October, she has secured so many of the things migrants in police stations are longing for, including a home with rental assistance and a steady factory job. I have found support here. I've had lots of help here, she says, referring to the caseworkers, legal aides, and volunteers who've helped her along the way. She says, being in the U.S., it changed me a lot. I'm not going to say it changed me completely, but a lot. That story was reported by WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel, Tessa Weinberg, Kristen Schorsch, Claudia Morell, and Manuel Martinez. Araceli Gomez-Aldana contributed.